Hey, listeners. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. So we've passed yet another 10 episodes. We're over 20, uh, even past 21 now. And uh, after the first 10 episodes, I changed up the music. Uh, we tried to add some new stuff. And so um, sure enough, we're going to try to every 10 episodes keep trying new stuff, adding new things. Um, so this uh, episode, you're going to hear a jam between me and the guest uh, to open up the podcast. And um, if you're listening to this the day it's coming out on Wednesday, then uh, I'm going to be recording another one this very day. And I'm going to hope to open this, the next podcast um, with another jam with the guest. So I'm hoping this will become a thing. Um, so anyway, enjoy the new intro and uh, we're going to keep trying new things. As the podcast moves along, thanks for listening. See ya. Of course. <laughs> uh, I feel like I'll try something and they'll be like, I don't know where I'm going with this. <laughs> um, hmm. It's funny. We both know how to play music, and here we are. Not playing music. What the heck? <laughs> <laughs> I like where it's going. Are we in? Uh, we're in A or E minor? Oh no, I'm. I went straight to D flat minor. No, pr- uh, I'm good. It's my favorite key. The saddest of all keys. <laughs> I don't know if you ever seen Spinal Tap. D minor, he says, the saddest key. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like I've seen that. I never remember when I see movies. I'm like, I don't know. They just aren't what my brain stores.
Welcome back, everyone, to CCM Podcast. We're on episode 22. Uh, CCM Podcast, of course, that's short for Central Coast Music, uh, and that's because every episode we're trying to shine a spotlight on artists, musicians, singer-songwriters, all those types that are here in the Central Coast of California. Um, I'm one of them. I'm your host, Matt Vargo. Uh, and today's guest blew my mind when we played a gig together a few months ago. Uh, she's a jazz singer. She's a singer-songwriter. She plays multiple instruments. Her name is Emily Franklin. Hi. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Yeah, welcome to the, uh, oh, what did uh, uh, Max McClory called it? Cabin in the Woods. That's what he called it. So welcome to the Cabin in the Woods. Oh, that's a cool, I like that. It only yeah. took 19 episodes from the time he said that for me to actually use it. But Yes, no, it's definitely, we're in a cabin in the woods. It so. is pretty much where we are, <laughs> yeah. Um, so the uh, this has kind of become a legend because this is the first question I ask everybody who walks in here. Um, how was your drive in to my place? It was absolutely beautiful. I mean, I was telling you earlier, it it was just it really set a good tone for this whole thing. Like I was all nervous kind of, I don't know, interview, you know, like what is this going to be like? But then I was just this, the whole, the view, the sun, I was like taking pictures out my window. Oh, yeah. Like it's just so relaxing and like magical. So it really set a nice vibe for the, for coming nice. into this. So it was perfect. As Emily was talking, she inspired me to open the blinds. Because I realized I've been in the house all morning, so I didn't. I'm like, oh yeah, the sun. It's I didn't there. even consider the sun today. It's lighting things <laughs> but, up. <laughs> yeah, it's doing its thing. Yeah, up there. Um, <laughs> cool. Um, so if uh, if this is your first time listening, um, of which it will be Emily's also. Um, <laughs> I know. So like bad. We'll, oh, that's all right. Homework. <laughs> that's all right. Now I I can say we do something every episode, and she would totally buy it and have no idea. Anyway. Uh, if this is your first time listening, um, we're going to get to know Emily, um, you know, whatever, wherever the conversation goes, we'll get to hear two of her songs and those will be posted, uh, in video form on, uh, the, the web, the interwebs, um, for you to check out. So, uh, does that sound good to you, Emily? Yes. Cool. All right. Sounds great. Um, so it's always good to start, um, where your life began. So where did your life begin? My life began in Manhattan. Manhattan. I don't remember it. You I, don't remember that? No. I would think that's kind of an important event to... I wish I remember. <laughs> but it was wintertime, and it was cold, and there were some people downstairs who didn't want to smoke outside or roll down the windows, or open the windows, roll down the windows in the house. Roll Wouldn't down. that be fun? <laughs> so my parents were afraid of SIDS because the smoke was leaking through the floor and all wow. this stuff. And so they're like, let's get out of here. And my mom grew up in Los Osos. So oh. she was like, let's go to Los Osos. It's much better to raise a child in Los Osos than New York City. So we packed up when I was three months old and headed out. Do you remember that? Here. No. I, I got to be on the plane with my mom and my brother and sister and my dad and our four cats because we had oh two cats and one of them had two kittens. Whoa. And they all got in their little Volvo and drove across the country because oh. we didn't have enough money for everyone to fly. Wow. So you and your mom flew. I'm, that's like the story of my life. I'm like the spoiled little <laughs> baby child. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And the rest of the family drove. Yeah. And now, um, 
I've met obviously some of your family. We'll we'll get into that. But uh, you have other siblings, then? Yeah. Yeah. They're yeah. They're ten. They're eleven and nine years older than me. And oh, older. Yeah. Yeah, and they're now I see why you say you're the spoiled little. Exactly. <laughs> like I'm basically an only child, but yeah. I have them. So I, I get the best of both worlds, kind of. It's pretty good. Interesting. It's a good life. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this is so um, Emily and I met at a gig at the Poor House. Um, Michelle Morrow put it on. Shout out Michelle Morrow. Yeah. Two episodes ago, Mike Campa, uh, who I met at the same gig, came on the podcast. Oh, nice. Now Emily's on. Her dad also played Matthias Clark, and we're in conversation for him to come on. So we're soon going to have the entire gig. Every performing down. musician, I guess Michelle. We should get Michelle yeah. should be on the list. Yeah. Now. Almost the whole gig is going to be uh, at some point podcast guests. It's yeah. kind of what, I, and, and that's, that's awesome. uh, I have fond memories of that gig because Me too. I think a pretty solid lineup, man. Like everyone, and I hadn't heard anybody but Matthias. He's the only guy I'd heard because I uh, I showed up at your house after a Back Bay Betty gig at okay. Sea Pines. Yeah, um, and he was doing one of the songwriter. I don't know what you would call it. It was more of a party, not not like the workshop. I don't know. He, I yeah, been to one, he, usually, he calls it a songwriter circle, but it's okay. different every time. Okay, I think the, the vibe of the whole thing, yeah. depending on who shows up. Yeah, whatever. but he was he was playing, and I, I gathered somehow from something someone yelled from the crowd that it was his thing. I didn't yeah. know anybody. I didn't know who was who, and I was like, "Whoa, this guy's awesome! I <laughs> loved his music." Um, oh, so cool. excited to have him on next too. Yeah, so. um, I don't know where I was going with that, but. That's how we met. Yeah, and, <laughs> and that's a, that's exciting to have yeah. everybody on. That was like a really good lineup. Having just that, yeah, that whole night was definitely one for the books. Just mm-hmm. good. And Emily was headlining. She was the main act, and cool. uh, she inspired me to write while she was playing. I just started. I was just uh, anyway. You'll hear her music you said later. That. That's so cool. I don't want to. Uh, oversell here so. um cool so uh so you basically grew up out here then central coast yes los osos yep same house that you guys are in now yep wow yeah we we lived in a couple places and then i think we moved into the place that my parents are still in now when i was like one wow just one <laughs> that's such a weird age to say like i was one i've gone know. around the sun once Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I know. I know. That's why. Uh, but it always confused me when they're like, oh, she's 18 months or whatever. And I'm like, why don't you? OK. When? I don't know. Yeah. When does it change from months to years? Right. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Maybe like two or three. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> no, let's let's make a rule right now. OK. For the rest of the world. Okay. This is it. OK. It's, it's on the Internet. So it's going to be true. Okay. So what's the age? When does it go from months to years? What's the appropriate? I would number? say. Two is the cutoff. Like anywhere past two, it's like no, they're just two. I'm sorry. Henceforth, you <laughs> get, after your child is 24 months, you may no longer measure their age in months. I I think that sounds good. That's I don't it. know. What do you think? It's binding, legally binding. All right, there right. it is. All right, cool. <laughs> making stuff happen here. Yeah. Um, cool. So then you, I don't even know what is there a Los Osos High School? I mean, I'm not even. No, uh, no, no. There's two elementary schools. There were three. Um. There's a middle school, and the high school's Morro Bay High School. Oh, you go to Morro Bay. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So, I, actually, everybody in, like, Morro Bay and Cayucas even. Or, no, Cayucas has their own middle school? No, I think they they come to Los Osos as okay. well. No, they might have their own middle school. I'm confused. <laughs> but it's, like, Los Osos Middle School and then Morro Bay High School is, like, the two okay. schools. And and as someone who grew up uh, in Pennsylvania, when I, re- when I drove past Morro Bay High School, I was like, oh, my gosh. 
I would love have, to have gone to high school here. Right. It's like you can see Morro Rock right there. In a two-minute walk, you're on the sand yeah. staring at Morro Rock sticking out of the ocean. Like, oh, my gosh. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. I think it's the closest high school to an ocean or to the beach in oh, America. Or the I can see that. Yeah. You're, yeah, I mean, it's your steps from the sand. It's hard to beat that. Yeah. Yeah. So here's what I – this, <laughs> this is uh, – <laughs> uh, I'll explain it this way. I'll, I'll I'll use animals first. When uh, my parents, actually, I think me too. When, when they've come and visit, and we've driven them around, and you know, the Central Coast is like stunning, beautiful in, in spots. And so, mm-hmm. like you're driving on the 46, and there's this one spot where you can see the ocean. Oh, you can yeah. see Morro Rock from there, and everything. And yeah. on these steep hills, there's cows hanging out. And I think I was, I said, like, do these cows realize how good of a view they have? Do they? Yeah. They, uh, you know, they got yeah. ocean view their whole life, you know. Right. And so that's what I th- when I think of people who've maybe grown up, grown up here. Mm-hmm. I wonder if it you take it for granted, or is it something that you're like, oh man, no, it's great out here. It's really great, and it's almost like detrimental to my like, like I'll go travel somewhere and I'll come back and I'm like, oh my god, this is like more beautiful than where I was. Yeah. And like I was going to this really beautiful place and like it's just as beautiful or more beautiful here. And then like as I've gotten a little older, like when I was like 18, 19, I was like, yeah, I got to travel. I got to go, got to live in different places. And I just got this place in Morro Bay and I'm like, I don't want to give this up. Like yeah. I, I don't see myself ever moving because like this is wonderful and like just the gentrification and rent going up everywhere it's like scary to leave like yeah and want if i ever wanted to come back which i probably will yeah that would be yeah so basically yeah i, I never want to leave i love cool. it I, I don't think i take it for granted i, I appreciate that yeah because <laughs> <laughs> i've had quite a few stops around the the country and mm-hmm. there's you know there's always something special about all the places i lived but yeah. now that i'm here i'm like yeah I, i'd like to stay yeah exactly i'm done traveling around i think this is this pretty awesome yeah so good good to hear um what are we at here we're at 10 minutes so let's talk about um your music then so um obviously your dad is a songwriter musician i hear that your mom also she's a very multi-artistic creative person she like she's a really good singer i would she she's never really been like trained or like wanted to pursue it like as a career Mm. per se but she um she's always sang growing up in choirs and sang in like a gospel church choir in new york city that she really loved and sings with my dad and yeah she loves it but so it sounds like there was music in the house growing up Mm -hmm. a lot (laughs) and your older your older siblings also play Musical instruments and yeah. singing or whatever. My my brother played the drums growing up and sang in choirs. And my sister, she's she's never taken it very seriously, but she's she's been playing a lot of guitar and like writing songs and learning songs she likes cool. and singing and playing. And yeah. yeah. So I mean, yeah. So what was that like for you? When did uh, what was the first thing you learned, or was it just always singing from the moment you were had that? Basically, yeah. always singing. Uh, from as long as I or anyone else can remember, like making weird squealing noises when I was a baby <laughs> to like actually trying death metal to... growling as a baby. Yeah. <laughs> they, yeah. They'd call me <laughs> little Trumpy girl. <laughs> I'd like sound like a little trumpet, I guess. 
uh, <laughs> and the uh, just like yeah, I'd always be like singing little parts to movie like soundtracks from movies that I just watched. I'd be like singing them in the car and like whatever, just always yeah. singing. And then started piano lessons in first grade. Wasn't that into it. I was, but I wasn't. Just like I think the format of it and the. Cat. <laughs> the, the cat is making all kinds of noises. Uh, it's pretty distracting. But uh, yeah, it's, so cute. it's kind of par for the course around here. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, sorry. So piano, that was you weren't totally into it. You said first grade. Yeah. Like I was I loved it. Parts of it. But I, I don't think I liked the traditional lesson format very much. And I'm I came back to it. I, I ended up quitting because I was doing a lot when I was like in fourth fifth grade doing like horseback riding lessons and dance I was doing dance like five days a week and like all sorts of stuff and then I came back to it in like sixth grade was doing guitar as well at that point um so that's when I really started playing guitar my dad would try and teach me some things sometimes yeah. but he's kind of too advanced to teach beginners uh-huh. and too impatient i think <laughs> i don't know he would try and like show me something and i would get really frustrated because this would, is like, great next go. episode i'm gonna ask him what was it like trying to teach emily yeah guitar? <laughs> it would just all go like this and i'd yeah. just like be like frustrated and yeah yeah so i started lessons with a different teacher a, a teacher that wasn't my dad mm-hmm. and that was good and i really <laughs> liked it and started learning my own like learning covers that I liked and singing and playing and that was really good and then I wanted to learn jazz piano when I was like 13 I think I stopped taking piano and guitar lessons for a little while and then I was like I want to learn how to play jazz on the piano Mm. and then I was supposed to get a jazz teacher and then it didn't work with his schedule and so I ended up getting a guy who didn't know how to play jazz at all and just classical and so I did classical for a long time and he was just the sweetest guy and he's still a dear friend of mine and um so that was wonderful and great but I I always wanted to do jazz and then I finally got to do it going to Cuesta nice so I've been doing that for the past like almost five years now oh my god that's scary (laughs) and I wish I was better now by now but I I yeah I don't know it would have been cool to start it earlier I think but you know but classical is not a bad foundation to have no yeah (laughs) but but to be fair I wasn't that into it so I didn't practice enough Uh. and then yeah but it it helped a little. It, it got me. I was always sticking with it enough to like get by and like trying to learn songs by ear that I liked, like mm-hmm. little pop songs or whatever, and or like looking up guitar like little. What do you call those little tabs? Not even tabs, but like just like little like chords and Chord chart. lyrics and yeah. like what is i know this chord on the piano like let me figure it out kind of yeah so what would you say then um your voice is your main instrument yeah i would say for you yeah rank rank your uh your instruments by proficiency or can you i would (laughs) probably say voice and then piano and then guitar but i don't know (laughs) that's all right yeah yeah i understand because i i i also sing play guitar and play drums yeah and so uh people have asked me which one do you enjoy more or which one's more fun oh yeah i'm like they're both equally fun for different reasons yeah like a guitar i'm more proficient at 
so I have more control and I can uh, I can do more. Yeah. So that makes it fun. But drums, I'm not as as good at, so it's still an exploration. Mm-hmm. So it's fun in that way because right. I'm still figuring stuff out. Right. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's like no, they're they're I can't pick one. No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The proficiency is easier to kind of gauge, but yeah. even that, I'm like. I can do some things. I feel like I can do some things better on guitar than on piano, but I think I think piano better, more cool. well-rounded. Yeah, I don't know. Well, now there's a transition because I think it's time for you to play the piano okay. and play a song, okay. and then we can keep going on whatever comes up. Sounds good. Cool. One moment. Tonight 
just want to talk to you just to climb in your bed seems the more I try I have somewhere along the way lost all my self-respect All right, that's a beautiful song, Emily. Thank um, you. Hey, what's it called? Well, <laughs> <laughs> trick question. Um, it's okay. We were talking about this before, and um, yeah. there is no song title, so that's Not fun. As of yet, I have to decide yeah. what I would call it. I think I remember uh, you playing that at the poorhouse gig. I did. Yeah. So is it a newer song? Are you still sort of crafting it a little bit, or? Yeah. It's newer than a lot of my songs. And Define newer, I guess, for you. What does that mean? I wrote it probably in the summer last year. Okay. Sometime. 2019. 2019. Yeah. So um, the reason I ask is it's I'm trying to figure out how, how frequently do you are you writing songs? Well, I often just pull out a notepad and write kind of really like like stream of consciousness writing you know just if I feel inspiration or if I just feel like I need to write and I don't have anything in my head but I just start writing and see what happens and at that time I was trying a little harder to like I want to write songs and like have something to show for this lately I haven't been as much just because I don't know. I've been in a weird place, and yeah, I w I don't want to ever force it. I've never been the type to like make myself write a song every day or anything like that. It's so. So whenever it comes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and sometimes I'm more inspired by what I'm doing, and I want to sit down and develop it all the yeah. way. So, what's yeah. the longest it's taken you to finish a song? Like, from when you first got the idea to when it's... Now you can play it in front of a crowd or whatever. Oh, boy. <laughs> I feel like I have some songs that I... 
will say that about in like a year or two and then they'll be like oh yeah that took like five years to like finish because i have all these unfinished songs but most of the ones that i play now probably didn't did you hear that (laughs) listener if you heard that uh our cat doesn't really meow she chirps i don't know what you call it yeah it's cute you may have heard it (laughs) it was very cute (laughs) something like that she did it much cuter though (laughs) (laughs) it's a pretty good impression um that's what i do to talk to my cat i'm just like (laughs) she looked at you when you said that um (laughs) um so it takes you a while to finish songs yeah depending sometimes it just comes out and it's i don't know or like i'll write a song and then i'll play it like that for a long time and then i'll be like listening to it and thinking about it one day and i'll just new words will come to my head that make more sense and i'll yeah. make small tweaks to it so i probably have well, i don't know maybe like a year is like the longest oh okay uh for anything that i play now but i like i said i have a lot of stuff that's unfinished that will probably be like a 5 year project yeah. <laughs> once it's done 5 year plan yeah yeah but uh, it's because i don't look at it for months and months and months and yeah. then i'm like hey this thing exists i should finish it so when you say um look at it how is it that you kind of uh how do you uh, how do you keep your songs how do you store your songs well are they written are they recorded i try to record them because i've tried just writing them down and then i forget what the what they sound like a lot of times sometimes i'll remember because it's a strong melody or something but a lot of the stuff that i think of can be kind of weird like kind of spacey melodies or something that are just kind of like float and don't have like a really catchy kind of sound Mm. yeah i do write some stuff that is more like catchy and then i will remember it better but yeah, so I I like to record things, and I have a lot of voice memos on my phone, but yeah. it's daunting to even think about going through all of them and, like, finding the ones, because I rarely, like, label them. Yes, and yeah, just labeled voice memo 0128. Exactly, so I'm like, <laughs> I have, like, hundreds and hundreds of voice memos yeah. to go through, but... Then yeah. when you say record, do you, like... Um, are you talking just on your phone or mm-hmm. do you, um, cause I think your dad does recording. He does. Um, so do you like le- try to legit record them at some point or? Yeah. But, well, I'm about to actually record some, some of my songs that are finished with, um, my friend Yvonne Ditchiner. He's a local musician cool. and has a little studio at his house. And so I'm finally going to record a bunch of my originals, I think with him and, Good. That's exciting because I I don't have any recording gear at my oh right house like yeah. my dad has his setup <clears throat> and I've done stuff with him in the past but I don't know there's something I, it's nice to work with my dad but it's also my dad yeah there's so, that relationship right yeah yeah so it's interesting and I it's nice to branch out and work with other people and yeah yeah. So, yeah, but I, I've always wanted to get, like, um, it's like, it doesn't feel like it's my strength, like, recording myself or, like, having, like, we were talking about this earlier, like, I want to get, like, Logic or something and, mm-hmm. like, do some MIDI stuff and right. build craft songs in my room, but, like, it just seems so foreign and yeah. scary to me. Yeah. I don't know. It just There's I a learning curve. 
Yeah. And I'm like, I should just buckle down and do it. Yeah. But then I'm like, I don't know. Is this really it's what the I way of do? the future? Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. I know. It's just, <laughs> I, I, and like I was also saying earlier, I'm very indecisive. So I'm like, is this really what I want to be doing with yeah. my life? What if I was just want to go like learn how to like care for the environment and plant a forest or like be a writer or like there's yeah. like so many things yeah. in life. So I get in this rut where I'm just stuck. I'm like thinking. Yeah, I, I, I'm torn between lots of different things. And so it's hard to instead of just doing things that are fun to me in the moment I often get stuck in my head thinking about what I should be doing which is really not productive so I'm trying yeah. to fix that yeah trying to focus on the task at hand yeah yeah and just not worry so much about it and just do what's fun so know? Uh, obviously you're, you're here now because I, I saw you performing your original music. Mm -hmm. So how much, uh, like, I guess on, on the topic that you're, that you're sharing here, I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to phrase this question, but where, where is the priority level of your original music, uh, right now in like where you're going in your life? Is it a fun hobby? Um, is it something you want to perform more? Like, <laughs> on their right she shook her head yeah <laughs> you know I'm I feel like I'm, I'm 22 and I often get in my head about like if I was really meant to like really do this I should have been doing it a long time ago and also I'm 22 so I'm at a very indecisive place in my life where yeah. I'm like just lost and confused it's <laughs> like are you about to finish college or have you just well, finished or I've been going to Cuesta for like five years or community college for those who don't know what that I is see, I didn't even realize that was a community college here. it is I'm, new, I'm still a newbie so. Yeah, it's a, it's just a little, I mean, it's a great, they have a really, really awesome music program, and I've been taking full advantage of that for going on five years now, and it's really awesome, and I love it, but I don't know if I want to, I feel like I need a break to kind of just be an adult and, like, support myself like I don't have a job right now like my job it's noon on a Wednesday that we're recording this exactly yeah <laughs> I need a job I was like hey Emily when are you free she's like always I'm like all right cool it's not good makes it's, it easy yeah it's good but it's not good so I'm really trying to really leave the nest like I've left the nest but I really need to actually leave the nest and mm -hmm. it's like they're like my parents are so awesome and supportive and they've been supporting me and helping me out because I've been going to school. But I'm like, well, I've been going to college for five years now. Like I technically could be graduated. And like, yeah. how long is this going to just keep going on? Like I should yeah. probably get a job and like support myself and learn how to do that and then see what I can do on the side of that, you know, so. So you're not sure. I'm not sure. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that honesty. You yeah. Know, you didn't. Yeah. And I remember one. Yeah, that's. I think a lot of people experience that after college. Is you've 
just um, and I know you're not maybe necessarily finished, but you're at that time where it's like, okay, now I've done this and whatever your whatever your degree is supposed to be in. There's mm-hmm. always that moment. Well, what what do you what do I do now? Right. There's a big black void in front of you. And mm-hmm. I have all the options in the world, but you know, which one do I? Right. Do I go for? Right. You know. Um, just to, I did want to mention this. So you going you're going to Cuesta and you're involved in the music program there. Mm-hmm. Tell, tell us a little bit about that. You're involved how? Yeah, um, I've been doing the combo program for a long time. It's like a class where you get put into a group of little bands and you have a, a teacher. Ron McCarley is has been the teacher that the whole time I've been there. We had Dave Becker cover for him last semester and that was cool too and they're just kind of there they come around to the different bands during the class time and like check in on you but it's basically just you're supposed to figure it out amongst yourselves and play what you want to play and they encourage you to play jazz usually but like you can if you are passionate about playing choro music or whatever else like we have a kind of funk R&B group right now cool and they do some jazz too and so that's been really fun and experimental and been able to really get better at the piano and so you're the piano piano is your instrument in that yeah group yeah i wanted to sing when i first started it and they were like well you have to be like a real singer if you're gonna do this like you what need does that to, mean it's like it's like you need to be like studying like like have studied theory. I, oh, really? I by now I finished all my theory, and they want you to like take the jazz improvisation class where you learn a lot about jazz theory, and you have a private teacher who's teaching you scales and how to improvise over a song and how to make charts for a band. So I wasn't really at that level, or I didn't know how to prove that I could be at that level, and I was too like I'm a very shy like timid person okay so i was like i don't know okay like i won't fight for it it's okay i'll just play piano which has been good because i've really developed that and then there's also the voce program which is a group that is led by john knudsen and it's a vocal jazz ensemble so we sing either acapella or with a band but it's like usually like six part yeah i'd seen a video or a picture of you singing with a group so that's what i yeah yeah so that's voce and that's been fun i was just i've been yeah i've been doing that off and on for a good while now do you have to be a real singer to be in that too (laughs) (laughs) quote unquote technically you should be but get out of here with that real singer. i know i know (laughs) that has really challenged me to like like i've noticed listening back to old videos of me singing i'm like oh my god i was so out of tune like oh yeah. no one else really cares or notices but like i have like this really yes. heightened ear now because we all have to sing these crazy harmonies that have to be perfectly yep. tuned to not sound like crap yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah it's it's been a really good learning tool and fun to work with a, a director and other singers and meet people cool yeah, it's been good. Finally had to break away this semester. I'm like, I can't keep doing this. I want to focus on like what I originally was passionate about music for, which was like writing songs. Yeah. And Discovering 
things that way. Other styles other yeah. than jazz. Yeah. Okay. Let's um let's do this. I haven't done this in a few uh, episodes. Let's do some musical would you rather oh boy. questions. Okay. 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 So you can give as little or as much explanation behind your answers as you would like. Okay. Okay. Um, some of these I've written for uh, guitar, but you you do play guitar and piano anyway. So mm-hmm. we'll see if I can improvise some piano ones. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> okay. We'll see. I'm ready. Start here. Uh, let's, let's say you're playing guitar. Okay. okay. Would you uh, rather... Perform a song missing your highest string on the guitar or missing your lowest string? Highest. Why? Because it just, it's more natural to um, play chord shapes, I think. I don't know. I guess the way I play, I play a lot of open chords and just, I like being able to cover the bass i guess it depends if i was in like a group where i was improvising Ah, interesting and playing with a bass player then i would probably want the higher strings Ah, that's a great point yeah yeah wise okay um now (laughs) i'm gonna (laughs) i'm gonna modify this anyway you don't need to know that editing that out what the heck okay would you (laughs) would you rather be just the instrumentalist in a band or just the vocalist can only be one hmm indecisiveness is... <laughs> you'd rather be the indecisive one in the band well <laughs> yeah well no i don't like no i don't want to be the indecisive one i want to be decisive i think i would probably rather be the vocalist when it yeah. comes down to it but i have so much fun as an instrumentalist too mm-hmm. and just taking the back seat sometimes so good yeah um, would you rather write only lyrics or only music? Only lyrics. Interesting. Well, you did say you'll sometimes just sit down and comes write. A, mm-hmm. So, okay. It comes a lot more naturally. Yeah. yeah. Um, would you rather play only in front of an audience or only at home? Alone, I guess. Only in front of an audience. I think that... It, that's when I feel the most alive is when I'm playing for people and the connection that's there. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you find you learn about the songs you've written uh, when you play them in front of an audience as opposed to playing at home? Yes. Yeah, I'm gonna derail this session for a second because I have a new song that I wrote um, or that I played for the first time a few weeks ago. Actually, if you listen to the last episode, it's when Alex let me borrow his guitar because my, my pickup wasn't working. So oh, no. I played it in front of an audience for the first time on someone else's guitar. And there was this part of the song where there was no, no lyrics. It was an instrumental part. And just in the, in the moment, I'm like, this part goes too long, and I'm cutting out one whole repeat of this whole right. section. And just like, I don't know what it was. And I still haven't decided if that's how it's going to be. Yeah. Um, but there's this moment in front of an audience where it's like, I think this is going on too long. Mm-hmm. When I'm at home, I'm just jamming out and playing. Right. Uh, anyway. You can feel it. Yeah. You yeah. Can. Yeah. So back to our would you rathers. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, would you rather play in 100 degree weather or 30 degree weather? Oh. Probably 100. Your fingers won't stop working yes freezing. your fingers still yeah. move in 100 yes. degree weather yeah i did have a few people say 30 degree weather and 
I, I was simultaneously shocked and I wanted to tell them they were wrong. Yeah. But I can't do that because it's their answer. But anyway, <laughs> so I agree with you. You um, might pass out, though. That's the other thing. If you're not used to the heat. That's true. Yeah. That's true. If you ever, um, if you ever play uh, Sculptera in the summer... The Steve Key does does gigs at Sculptera on yeah. Sundays, yeah. and so you are mo- in the summer. You are playing in 100 degree Ooh. weather out there. Yeah, your guitar will go out of tune quick Tons. too. Yes, <laughs> also true. And actually, I think was it Sculptera? There was a time where I was I was out all day, and uh, my guitar was in the car with me, and I got to the gig, and it was in tune for the first song, but like by the end of that song and the second song, it's going out of tune, oh. and having to sit here between songs and spend all this time tuning. Oh, man. Anyway, and I'm like, sorry, guys, you're tuning, you know, I don't know. It's endearing, I think, <laughs> though, when people are tuning. Like, Joni Mitchell is always, every song, she has oh, really? new tuning, right? Oh. Like, when she plays shows, like, she played in so many different tunings, so she just, like, is sitting there tuning, and it's... Interesting. Does she talk to the audience? A little well? bit. She's yeah. like, oh, I don't want to break the string. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's funny. That's funny. I always, I feel like I, I maybe it's just a personality thing i feel like if i'm on stage i got to keep everything right i know keep them moving keep them happy you know but maybe there's maybe there's something in the silence there that's okay i think so i think it's this weird pressure we get from playing like restaurants and gigs where people are like you're here just to be the music instead of being like this is i'm an artist and i'm giving you the show i think it's like a different energy somehow and i think it depends on the environment too so Mm -hmm. if you're at a because I've, I've been playing mostly Steve Key's or Michelle's like songwriter focus things right. where the focus is on listening. So in that um, case, it's probably more welcome to do a little tuning if you have yeah, to. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Almost, I almost felt the opposite. If you're doing oh, background yeah. music at a winery, no one's really paying attention to you anyway. Right. <laughs> so oh, that's interesting. Take a minute to tune. I don't know. That's interesting. Uh, yeah. Anyway. I don't know. That's interesting. Yeah. I feel like there's some we could go. So, so I'm, I have no more would you rather questions. Oh, okay. We've reached the end. I think I need to write some new ones. But um, here, let's. I'm going to make one up. Okay. Okay. Now, do you? Um, this is not. The, this is not the would you rather question. This is educating me. Okay. For the the question I have in mind. Okay. Do you play um, mostly a keyboard or a actual piano more often? What's What's more mm-hmm. frequent, or is it about fifty fifty or? Well, at my house, I only have a keyboard. Yeah. But I often, I live in Morro Bay now, but my parents live in Los Osos, so I can drive over there and use their piano. My piano. Family <laughs> the piano. piano. <laughs> yeah. I'm the only Somebody's one who ever piano. really plays it. Just, just take so ownership. It's your piano. It's my piano. We've decided. We are decreeing <laughs> on this podcast that is your piano. Legally it's... binding. <laughs> yeah. So I, I prefer to play on a real piano. Yeah. But not always i realized halfway through your answer that my question is incredibly stupid because here's what i was gonna ask i was gonna say which pedal would you take off of a piano obviously there's only one pedal that you really <laughs> need to yeah, use yeah <laughs> i mean so. the middle pedal when it works the way it's supposed to work which i don't think many people know about this actually pedal. take a moment and explain the three pedals because i did take piano lessons when i was a kid and i, I have almost no idea what they do Okay. So, so here's a little thing that people are confused about: the damper pedal. People think I think give a lot us of people right, center, left. Which one are we it's, talking? This here? is the far right pedal, and people call it the sustain pedal. Yes. But its other name is the damper pedal. I think that's like the more classical term for it. 
and people think it's like the soft pedal which is on the far left which makes everything a little softer ah. but it's actually just another name for the sustain pedal gotcha so then the soft pedal on the far left i don't know it has some other fancy name too but i forgot and then the middle pedal i forget what it was sorry called. so slow down the soft pedal does what Oh, it, it just softens, it, it adds an extra layer of felt on the keys to make it a little bit softer. So they don't ring fully out brightly. Yeah, they or sometimes of... it just lowers the hammer so it's a little closer so that it like... Doesn't hit as hard? Or... Exactly. Okay. Yeah, I think every, every piano is a little different. Um, but then the middle pedal, it, classically... It always it was supposed to be that I don't a lot of pianos don't it doesn't work this way anymore I don't uh. really know what it's for anymore <laughs> I'm like why doesn't it do what it's supposed to do because <laughs> the original way that I always learned was that it lets the bottom half from probably like middle C or maybe like G below middle C lower it lets that all sustain oh. but then the top half is free to be short like you can play melodies and nothing like muddies up together so you can like play a big like it's for like classical yeah pieces yeah where you can do like big octave and let that ring out and then just do Bum. some crazy stuff on top and, yeah. yeah exactly <laughs> you get it so so if i hold only the middle pedal down the left half of the piano would sustain mm-hmm. and the right half would not exactly okay it's really cool yeah. it's been years since i had a real piano to sit down and mess with and just play with buttons like that and off so, the three buttons, or yeah. well, I guess the 88, 91 buttons. Is that so a normal keyboard uh, piano is 91? Well, 88 key. keys and then plus the three pedals. Oh, sure. If you're considering them that. all buttons. That's interesting. Uh-huh. Buttons, I get it. Yeah. Playing with toys. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is just a random question. Have you, you have a keyboard. Have you ever played with like an, a, a synth, like an old school synth with like 14,000 knobs? No, those scare me. Yeah. I would love to learn, but it just freaks me out. Yeah. I don't know where to start. The thing is, you have to have a real one because they have software ones. Yeah. Where on my computer, I can load up a synth and I have all those knobs. But yeah. going with a mouse and clicking and and dragging is way different than you have this machine in front of you and I can grab this button and this mm-hmm. button while I'm holding a key down right. and make it go all crazy modulation. Anyway, Yeah. just curious. I haven't either. I would love to, though. Yeah. That would be fun. Synths are, are they're a whole world, mm-hmm. really. It's its own instrument. It's yeah. not like, oh, I know how to play the piano. I can play yeah. a synth. No. You can play a synth if you barely know how to play a piano. You can hit right. three notes on a synth and use the the, the modulators and the wave music. forms and all that stuff to, yeah, the harmony things. There's so many. Yeah. Synths yeah. are an entire world, which is pretty cool. All right. How about we hear your second song? Sounds good. And sneak peek. This is the first multi-instrument performance on CCM Podcast. Wow. So song one was piano. Song two is going to be guitar. So That's exciting. How about that? Bragging rights. Wow. First CCM Podcast guest. Put that on a resume when you're Hello. applying for that job you're looking for. There we go. <laughs> yeah, the waiting at the galley. They're really going <laughs> to... You say, played both piano and guitar on CCM Podcast. They're going to be like, no way! <laughs> You're hired. Oh, man. I wish it worked that way. Oh. <laughs> I'm an artist. Yeah, get out of here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> anyway, all right. So we're going to hear your second song. Okay. One second. Sounds good. All right. Um, this song has a few names. Uh, I think it. 
The original name that I thought of for it was Frightening to be Free, but I was having fun playing it with uh, some friends, and we decided to call it um, Left to Rust in the Coda Dust. So for, for all you mus musicians out there, that's it's a fun... It came from a fun conversation about codas and things like that. And missing the coda and what do you do? And I think it's a really fun me uh, metaphor for life. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we also decided we might just call it Napa Avenue. <laughs> so <laughs> pick one. Yeah, whatever yeah. you want. <laughs> Say it's so wrong, but it sometimes feels right. Recovery's hard, but something made it worth it. How do you let a situation just run yet be prepared for the future? We've all got lots of surviving. Pretty good for a song without an actual title. Oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> um, cool. So uh, 
thanks for coming on the podcast. It's fun hanging out. Thanks for having a little me. Jam session there. Yeah. Um, any stuff to plug? You were talking about bands you were in. Well, were in. yeah, I, I have a trio. I guess we're just called the Emily Franklin Trio because um, it's like a kind of classic jazz trio kind of thing. We do a lot of standards, and that's with uh, Noah Galambos on the bass. And sometimes he brings the acoustic, sometimes he brings a little U bass. So you never know. Yeah, yeah. Which, which bass will he come with today? Yeah, or like <laughs> just the electric. Yeah, exactly. And um, Chris Cunningham on electric guitar, and um, or and. We like to do sets with like Chris will play some of his originals too, and so and he's got wonderful. Oh, I love his solo stuff. That's really great, um, kind of folky stuff. And then, uh, yeah, I've been playing with a lot of groups from Cuesta. One of our groups is called Nature's Butter, and we do a lot of jazz and harmonies and cool stuff, and it's been fun. And um, yeah, just just trying to play with a lot of different people. Cool. And, so, if you guys see any of those names around, go yeah. check them out. Yeah. You get to see Emily. So, all right. Well, it's still light, so you can navigate the dirt road. Yes. Safely. Yes. <laughs> Hopefully. Yes. All right. See you next time. Okay. Later. Thanks for having me. <laughs>